We hold up before you the people who lost their homes and things. We could go here in St. Louis and in, in Missouri and I believe in Arkansas and, and, and whatnot where those tornadoes touched down. We hold them up before you. We just ask that you would move and, and help them and uh, assist them. And we thank you that you do that by sending people and that you've sent people. You've sent people. Yeah, that fits right in with the message today. You've sent people to help, to help. And when those people show up to help, you've showed up. When they walked up in your name, uh, uh, you walked in. When they walked in in your name to help, you walked in. And so we're just grateful that you've sent people and that people that, that have yet to go and respond, that you're speaking to them and that, that they'll go and they'll respond and, and be a help. To those who are hurting. And also we hold up before you the people who were, were shot in that horrible, horrible thing out in, in, in Arizona. And we just, we intercede and stand in the gap for those who are in critical condition and, and are hanging on to life. And we just release the power of God unto them right now in Jesus' name. And declare healing and, and, and mirac- the miracle power of God in operation. We thank you for it. Now we thank you for this service today we thank you for the privilege and honor it is to come and worship you in your house and to hear the word of god now as it goes forth and and heavenly father i ask that this message today especially stir in the hearts of everyone that hears it and that will not be hearers of the word only but doers in jesus name all of god's people said amen, amen. you may be seated let's go to acts ten thirty eight. let's go to acts ten thirty eight. Acts 10.38. Notice, if you would, Acts 10.38. How God, that's talking about God the Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, you know. With the Holy Spirit and with power. Actually, you have a picture of the Trinity right here in this verse. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Notice, God the Father anointed Jesus of Nazareth, he's the Son of God, you know, with the Holy Spirit and with what? With what? With what? With power. And he took that power and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And you have some great theology here. God's the good one, the devil's the bad one, right? But what I want you to center in on here in this verse is that Jesus took the power of God, he took the power of God, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Now, he healed with what? With the power of God. Is that right? So he went all about, you know, healing and helping people with the power of God. And if you'd notice John 3.34, John 3.34, this, this verse here, I, I, I typically use the New King James Version, but in John 3.34, let's, let's look this one up in the King James. For, notice here, John 3.34, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. It's talking about Jesus here. He was sent by, by the Father, you know. And then the Bible says, For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. 
So did Jesus have the power of God without measure? Yeah, he had the spirit or the power of God without measure. So, I mean, he was just dynamite, wasn't he? Wasn't he dynamite? Jesus was just dynamite. I mean, mean, just that power of God and he went about doing good and healing people with, with that power. Healing people who were oppressed by the devil. He healed them with that power. But now notice Mark 5, 25. Let's look at this. And let's see this power in action. Mark 5, 25. Mark 5, 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Had suffered many things from many physicians. Spent all that she had was no better but rather grew worse. When she'd heard about Jesus... She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now, this is the New King James Version again. If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that what? That what? That power had gone out of him turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you? And you say, Who touched me? You know, they were all pressing in on him. And, and, and you said, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her, her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing, that she, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, you're what? You're... Faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, did she get healed? Yes. And it was the power of God that healed her, but she had faith. Is that right? And and it was her faith that drew that power, and that power healed her. Now, for years, I have centered in on talking about the power of God and faith in God and in His power and that's good and that's wonderful and, 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 and everything's wonderful there. But you know there's another power at work here that almost always gets overlooked. And it's really the initial thing that makes God's power possible. Does anybody know what it is? Raise your hand real high if you know what it is. Let me see. All right. I, th- I think I think Bonnie might have beat everybody with her hand. Yeah. Faith. Okay. No. No, that's not it. No, we, but, but it's a good try. You did good. Faith in the power. Thank God. We, but we've talked about the power of God. We've talked about faith. But all of that, as good as that is, doesn't work, isn't going to work, unless, but we're missing something. Huh, Bill? Action? Okay. That, that's, that's, that's good, but that's not what I'm searching for, Gary. That's good, though. She heard about Jesus. She went. Okay, she went. That's action. Okay. And faith, what Bonnie said was good. All these answers are really great. But Gary's now getting more where she, she what? She, she heard Okay, and then for years I centered in, well, she heard. She heard, and faith comes by hearing, and, and that's good. That's good. But this is, this is the thing that I want to get at here today. We've talked about the power of God, and, and that's good. But what about the power of people? 
somebody had to tell her about Jesus. Is that right? Now, is that right? Now, now, as, as I mean, as much power as Jesus had, he had power without measure. All that power would have done this lady no good if she had never what? If she had never heard. Now, when she heard, like Bill said, when she heard, she had action. And, and like Bonnie said, she had faith. All that's good. But somebody, say somebody. Somebody had to tell her. Now, what if nobody would have told her? She wouldn't have gotten healed. I mean, we know she was trying to get healed. She'd been trying for 12 years. And she'd been going to the doctors. And we believe in good doctors. You know, sometimes the doctors can't help you. Is that right? Somebody had to tell her. So we can talk about the power of God all day and we can talk about faith all day and we can talk about all these things all day. But but the power of God is just going to be there. But it's not going to be taken advantage of unless somebody tells, goes and tells. Is that right? Now, now, once they went and told her now, now she's got to do something. Is that right? But what I'm getting in, in at here today is the power of people, the power of people. What do you mean the power of people? Somebody had to go and tell her. Because if nobody tells her, then she doesn't know. And then the power of God, Jesus has the power of God. All right, but it doesn't do her a lick of good. And you know what? As you look at the, the scripture, as you look at the gospel accounts of Jesus with the power You see this again and again and again and again and again. And we always talk about the power of God, and that's good, but we're missing a whole other side of it. Like I said, here, just look at these. It's it's, it's phenomenal. You see this again and again and again. Look at Matthew 4.23. Let's go to Matthew 4.23. Matthew 4.23. Now, did Jesus have the healing power? Yeah, he did. Now, watch this. He went about all Galilee, Matthew 4, 23, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Now, he did that with the power of God. His fame went throughout all Syria and, now underline this, and they what? They brought to him don't overlook the power of people underline that word they circle it highlight it they real loud say they they They. see these are the unsung people the unsung heroes of the bible the they's of the bible they brought to him we don't know who they were we just know they did something real good I'll say it again. We don't know who they were. We don't know who they are. Do you know who they are? I don't know who they are. But they were the catalyst to making the power of God available to people. If you don't have the they, notice they brought to him all what? All sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon possessed, epileptics and paralytics. 
and he healed them. He healed them with what? With the power of God. But if they don't bring the sick people, then the power of God is there, but it's not going to do any of these sick people any good because it takes they, it takes people to, do you get it? To bring them. Do you see that? Do you see that? They brought to him. Now look at Matthew 8.16. This goes on and on and on. Look at it. Matthew 8.16. When evening had come. Now what do you see here? They. Real loud say they. Real loud say it again. They. Do we know who they are? We don't know. We just know that they were there. How many of you are glad they were there? I'm glad they were there. I'm sure these sick people we're glad that they were there. We don't know who they are. They're the unsung heroes of the Bible. We don't know their personal names, but the power of people makes the power of God available to work on folks and help them. But if they don't do their job in going out and telling and bringing, then the power of God's there, but it doesn't do any good. Huh? Is that right? It'd be like if you had a million dollars tax-free in the bank in your name. And I knew it, but I didn't tell you. You didn't know it. I knew it, but you didn't know it. Is that money going to do you any good? Huh? Even though it's there at the bank and it's in your name and it's rightfully yours. Now, I know it's there for you, but I don't tell you. You could live your whole life broke. Is that right? With a million dollars in the bank. Is that right? But oh, how, how wonderful that would be if I said, hey... Did you know you got a million dollars in the bank? Well, what would you do if you had any sense? You'd be running down there to get it. Is that right? But you see, none of that's possible unless I do what? Unless I tell you. Unless, or unless I bring you there. Is that right? How many of you, you'd be real excited if I took you down to the bank and then walked in and the, and the lady or guy there said, hey, you know what? You got a million dollars here. Would, would, how many of you love me then? Wouldn't you love me? You love me, wouldn't you? Huh? But actually, we have a greater message than that to, to, to the sinner. To the sinner is that there, there's heaven waiting. You don't have to go to hell. You can go to heaven just accept Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, and, and to sick people, you know, we've got the healing power of God. All you have to do is go tell them and bring them. Is that right? But if they don't know, if the sick people don't know, then it's not going to do them any good because... Uh, somebody's got to go tell them. But see, they brought to him. They br- Say they brought. they brought. See, they brought. Many who were demon-possessed, he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. He did that with the power of God, but it was all made possible by the power of people. Now look at the fi- Luke fi- 5, se- 17. Luke 5, 17. This just, this just goes on and on. Luke 5, 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he, Jesus, was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out to every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And Now watch this. And the what? The what? The, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Do you see that power is there, isn't it? The power is there. Then behold, men brought. Men. Men brought. Now, we don't know who these men were, but they brought somebody. 
They brought somebody to the power. They brought some, who they bring? Notice that men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Do you see what's happening here? The power of God is there. It's present to heal. And there's a paralytic. Could this paralyzed man even get to this meeting on his own? No, it took other people to what? To bring him. And then there was a crowd there. They couldn't get to Jesus. So these these men are going to now go the extra mile. They're going to what? They're going to take him up on the... Have you ever thought about that? That was pretty inconvenient because... They had to get up on the roof, they had to tear the roof open, and then they had to cart this guy on this bed all the way up on top of the roof and then let him down. That took some work, didn't it? But they were going to, they see, they were going to get this paralytic to the power of God. See, the power of God's not going to do this paralytic any good unless he can get to the power of God. But it took somebody to get him to the power of God. Do you see the power of people here? Real loud, say the power of people. The power of people. I'm talking to you and me. The power of people. Somebody says, well, I'm just not, I just don't have the healing anointing. I just don't have the healing anointing. But I tell you what, you might say, well, I just don't have the power of God. Well, you can get somebody to the power of God, can't you? Is that right? I mean, I understand all of us as believers can lay hands on the sick in, in the name of Jesus and they'll, be, and they'll recover. But you have to realize there are special anointings and there are men and women, ministers of the gospel, who carry the healing anointing in a greater measure. And, and you may not have that healing anointing in a greater measure, but you can sure get somebody to, the, to them, can't you? Not that a man can heal anybody, but some people do have the power of God in greater measure. And you, can, you may not have that in your own life, but you can get sick people to that power. You see? And so notice uh, verse 19 again. And when they could not find out how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Now for the sake of time, because there was a situation that they they talked about you know if jesus had power to forgive sins and all of that and but but let's let's for the sake of time skip to verse 24 we'll pick up midway through that verse jesus said to the man he said to the man who was paralyzed i say to you arise take up your bed and go to your house immediately he rose up before them took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house glorifying god And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. (laughs) But those strange things that they saw would not have been possible without the power of God. But there's something even going on before the power of God. What is it? The power of people. See that? It's like a moment ago when, when I was praying for the, the people who had lost their homes and, 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 and those tornadoes and things. And, and you, you begin to pray. Well, how do you pray? Well, you can pray that God would strengthen them. But, but really a very effective way to pray is that God would what? Send people. 
And then you bring it up to a next level. Why don't we go? Does no good to talk about it. Does no good to say what we should have did. It's what we do that counts. Is that right? Well, there's great revelation in in this message today for all of us. Amen? Very oftentimes when you go to pray for somebody along those lines, a lot of times the Spirit of God will arrest you before you even get, get, get finished with your prayer. Sometimes you realize you're the answer to the problem. Go and answer it. Did you hear that? All right. Let's go on here now. Matthew 9.32. Let's look at another one. As they went out, behold... So that paralytic was healed by the power of God, but it was the power of people that initiated it, right? Now let's look at Matthew 9.32. As they went out, behold... Real loud say, they brought to him... You see this? They brought to him the power of people. They brought to him a man... Mute and demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, it, has, uh, it was never seen like this in Israel. Wow. Well, what, what was it that freed that man? It was the power of God. But what happened before the power of God? The power of people. This is a real simple message here today. The power of God's not possible unless... That they brought to him. Let's do it again. I want you to get say they brought to him. They brought to him. They, they to him. the power of people. The power of God's wonderful. Faith in that power is wonderful. That's all important. But it, it's just gonna it, the power of God's just gonna be there and it's not gonna help anybody unless they do something. Unless they go get the sick and bring them. You see. And here you got a, 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 a mute and demon possessed man that needed help, and so they brought him to Jesus. Look at Matthew fourteen thirty four. Matthew fourteen thirty four. Look at this, Matthew 14, 34. When they'd crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding region. They sent out into all that surrounding region, brought to him. See that? Say brought to him. Here it is again. All who were sick. Isn't that something? And begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Now when that woman with the issue of blood touched his hem. Remember what went out of him? Power. But somebody had to tell her, right? Well right here is that same power going out. Same power is going out. Same power is going out. But it's not possible unless the people are bringing the sick to him. Well, this message speaks to each and every one of us, including me. Mark 7.32, let's go there. Mark 7.32. Then they brought, there it is again, they brought to him. You know, Jesus, how many of you would agree with me that Jesus' ministry was successful? Was it? Yeah, it was. But did you know that Jesus' ministry would have been a mere fraction of what it was if it hadn't have been for all the people bringing the sick to him? Huh? He wouldn't have healed near as... He would have, actually, he probably wouldn't have, he, he wouldn't have healed almost... There had been almost nobody got healed. 
Do you know why that is? Because, because they brought multitudes to him. Multitudes were brought to him. And if they wouldn't have been bringing the multitudes, Jesus' healing ministry, he'd have had all that power, but it would have been for naught. Did you get that? Now look here at Mark 7.32. Then they brought to him. Was that the one we were on? One who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hand on him. And they took him as- and then he took him aside from the multitude. And put his fingers in his ears. And he spit and touched his tongue. Much we could say about that. Why did he take him aside from the multitude? Probably to get him away from the doubt and unbelief that was in the multitude. Probably. Put his fingers in his ears. And he spit and touched his tongue. Why would Jesus do that? Because he was led of the Spirit to do that. How many would be all right with you if Jesus spit and touched touched your tongue if you needed it? Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to them, Pothida, which is, be opened. Immediately the ears were opened, the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. You know, that's great power, isn't it? So we talk about that, we talk about that, we talk about that, we talk about that. But none of it's possible without they brought to him. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. Just like people, huh? Say, well, why would Jesus tell them not to spread the word? Did you know one reason for that is, is that Jesus was not here to build a reputation for himself. He made himself of no reputation. And there's much we could say about it, but people spread the word nonetheless. And uh, verse 37, And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Well, Jesus does all things well, and we give Him all the honor and all the glory, and we're glad for the power of God. But again, all of that power... None of this stuff happens. None of, we don't have any of the. Do you realize we don't have any of these great Bible uh, uh, stories that all happened? We would have none of them if it wasn't for they. Is that right? Is, is that correct? How many of you enjoy reading these stories? I mean, they're real. They really happen. How many of you enjoy reading? And they encourage you. But none of these would have happened. We all love Jesus. He's our Lord. We know who he is. We know who Peter is. We know who Paul is. We know who all these wonderful people are. But, but none of these things would have happened if it wasn't for the days of the Bible. Is that right? See, next time you get to thinking you're not important, just remember you're a they. Hmm? Is that right? Now look at Mark eight twenty two. I told you these just go on and on and on. You could probably find some that I that I'm not even using here today. Mark eight twenty two. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they what did they do again? They they brought a blind man to him, and he begged him. And begged him. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, he put his hands on him and asked him if he saw anything. Isn't that something? And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he, re- and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. 
Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? But none of that would have been possible if they hadn't have brought him. Right? I mean, you all have been here a while. You've heard me teach these, these messages. And, and we normally put the emphasis on the power, don't we? And we normally put the emphasis on the faith, don't we? And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. All those things are, are, are right and good. But none of it's possible if they don't bring the people to start with. Is that right? And then he said, neither go into the town or tell anyone in the town. And again, Jesus not trying to build a reputation for himself. Also, this town, he had done many mighty works in Bethsaida, and they still didn't repent. And actually, he had, he had pronounced a woe on this, on this town, a woe of judgment. And I believe that's why he let, him out of the ta- let this guy out of the town. And that's why he said, don't go back in there and all of that. Because I don't ever want Jesus to get, pronounce a woe on me and be done with me. How about you? But much we could say about it. But the point here today is, thank God for the power of God, but the power of God won't flow if, if they, the power of people, if they don't do their job. Is that right? Now you say, well, that's in the ministry of Jesus, but we see it in the early church. Go to Acts 5.12. Go to Acts 5.12. Go to Acts 5 and 12. Acts 5 and 12. Acts 5 and 12. You see it in the early church, the same thing. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Well, we thank God for the signs and wonders. How did those signs and wonders happen? They happened as a result of the what? The power of God. And faith in that power. Is that right? And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, so that, watch this, so that, What's that next word? There they are again, aren't they? They brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Well, the shadow of Peter had no healing power in it. It wasn't the shadow. They were trying to get him in shadow's distance of Peter because there was power in Peter. You understand that? It was a power of God that was on him. And they wanted to try to, if they could just get close enough to Peter, that power would heal him, you see. You understand that? So they had to get the people up close to that power. And, and, and thank God for the power, but, but it's not going to flow if they aren't doing their job getting the people to Peter, where the power is. So verse 15, they brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least a shadow of Peter passing by might fall on something. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem. What, did, what were they doing? Bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits and they were all what? They were all healed. It was the power of God that did it. But it was that multitude that brought the sick people, you see. Do you see the power of God? But do you also see the power of people? Are you getting this today, guys? Gals, you getting this? And then at the end of the book of Acts, in Paul's ministry, we'll close up with this one here. Acts 28, verse 7. Acts 28, verse 7. Acts 28, verse 7. Remember Paul was in that storm and they were shipwrecked, you know, on the island of Malta. Remember that? Remember that he was gathering firewood and that serpent when they threw the 
when he threw the sticks down on the fire, that serpent came out and bit him. Remember that? And, and what did he do? Anybody remember? No, anybody remember? Do you know what he did? He, he, what, he shook, shook that serpent, that snake off, poisonous snake. He shook it off in the fire. Is that right? And, and the natives there on that island, they thought he, he was going to die. Is that right? And didn't they say something like this, that this must be a real criminal because, you know, he escaped the, the shipwreck, but now the serpent got him. Is that right? And then what did he do? He shook it in the fire. Is that right? He, he shook it in the fire and, uh, and, and, and he, no harm came to him. And then the Bible says they changed their mind. You know, people will change their mind about you and that, that quick. Did you know that? How many of you have ever had people change their mind on you that quick? How many, how many of you have ever had people thought you were the greatest thing since sliced bread one day and by the end of the week they thought you were rot, rotten bread, huh? Stale bread. People are fickle, most of them. Is that right? You can't go by people. Is that right? Most of them are fickle. But he shook it off and no harm came to him. Paul, that is. And then notice here in Acts 28, 7, in that region there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was, how do you say that? Is it Publius or Publius? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just glad I'm not named that, you know. They'd call me Pooby for short, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Whose name was Publius. Now watch this. Who received us. And entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed. He laid his hands on him and healed him. Now, could Paul in and of himself heal anybody? No. What was it that Paul released into this guy's body? He released what? The power of God. And it was it the power of God that healed him. Yes. But notice this, so when this was done, the rest of those in the island who had diseases also came and were healed. Wonderful. And the power of God healed them too. But listen, would you agree with me that the rest of the people on the island, somebody had to do what? Go and tell them or bring them. Tell them or bring them. Is that right? Do you see the power of people? Do you see it? The power of people. And the same thing is true today. The same thing is true today. The same thing is true today. We have to go out and tell people about Jesus, don't we? Because there is a heaven above, but there is also a hell to miss. Is that right? And, and if we don't go tell people, sinners now, about Jesus, they could die and go to hell. Is that right? So I want to just encourage you today and stir you up and stir me, stir me up. We all need to get stirred up. Is that we, we, we need to just go out and tell people about Jesus more than we have. Amen? Didn't Jesus say, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person? Is that right? Well, we have to go. The power of people is just as necessary today as it ever was. Did you get that? The power of people is just as necessary today as it ever was. Did you hear me? The power of people is just as necessary today as it ever was. And, uh, you know, it's like the Bible says, we can be a hearer of the word, 
But just hearing the word doesn't do us any good. It's not until we become a what? A doer of it. Is that right? And when we become a doer of the word is when we become one of the days of the Bible. Is that right? And we go out and bring the sinner to Jesus. Or we go out and, and we, we tell, the, tell the, the sick people, hey, there's a healing power there at the church. There's a healing anointing on the ministry there at Summit Church. You know, come on, come on. And, and Pastor Terry and his wife, now, now look, we don't have anything in and of ourselves. We can't heal anybody, but there is a healing anointing on this ministry. You don't want me to stop talking about that, do you? You know, there's been hundreds of people healed in this ministry over the last 16 years. Did you know that? But you go out and say, hey, hey, come and, and they'll pray for you. We'll be happy to pray for anybody. Can you say amen? amen? But see, it's your job to go out and bring them, you see. It's your job to go out and bring them. So I just want to encourage you today to think about how powerful you really are. How powerful you really are. If you'll just become a doer of the word and go out and tell people. Go out and tell people. Say, hey, hey, you know what? Hey, hey. Jesus died for you, he loves you, and share the gospel with him. And that person, you know, can get saved, miss hell, make heaven. And if you don't tell them, they may not get told. Is that right? They may not. You know, you can go out and tell people, hey, there's, there's a church there where we get together and we worship God and, and, and he, teaches them, he teaches the word of God, that, that word of God will bless you. You know, you, you can tell people that, amen? There's a healing anointing. There, there's a power of God there that will heal you, Amen? But uh, the power of God can be there, but if they aren't doing their job bringing folk, then the power of God's just there, but it doesn't do anybody any good. Is that right? So we all have a part to play, don't we? Amen. Did you get anything out of this today? Say, the power of people, power of people. is very powerful. very powerful. Yeah, well, stand with me if you would. I don't need the music today, just standing there in the presence of God. With heads bowed and eyes closed. First of all, I just want to encourage anybody that's here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You've never repented of your sins and, and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. Or maybe you did that at one time but you've kind of grown cold toward him and but you'd like to get back, you'd, you'd like to come to Jesus for the very first time or you'd like to get back into a close walk with him. In just a few minutes, I'm going to dismiss this service and when I do, there'll be some men and women standing up here in the front and in fact, they're coming right now to stand even as I speak. If, if you've never been sorry of your sins and repented of your sins and asked, asked God to forgive you and accept Jesus into your heart, you need to do that before you leave here today. I'm calling you to Jesus today. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you don't know what's going to happen to you when, you when you die. You need, before you leave here today, you need to come up and talk to one of these nice people standing up here in the front. And they'll, they'll introduce you to Jesus, and, and you'll get what the Bible calls born again. You'll get saved, you'll miss hell, you'll make heaven, and you'll have the life of God deposited in, inside of your spirit, and life will become worth living. Amen? So don't leave here today if you've never accepted Jesus into your heart or if you have walked with him maybe at one time but you've kind of grown cold in your walk with him don't leave here today until you've talked to one of these nice people up here now all, now normally right at this point i dismiss the service but today it just i just want to make it available because as we were talking about the power of god the the the, the remember the power of god was present in that one case the bible said the power of god was present to heal them say the power of god, power of 
is present to heal today. Okay, so I'm telling you, the power of God is here. And I just want to make it available to anybody, if you'd like me to pray for you, right here before we dismiss the service, if you would, just make it available. Just come on forward right now. If, if there is anybody that we haven't laid hands on, on people and prayed in the service in a while, but it just seems like we need to make it available today. Now, whether there's anybody here that needs it or not, uh, I don't know, but we'll just make it available. If anybody needs prayer, you come right on. Come right on and we'll just lay and, and just come right on. If you need healing in your body, you just come right on. Just come right on. If you need healing in your body, we'll just make it available. If you need healing in your body, you come right on. I'm not ashamed to pray for people. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm not ashamed of the power of God. Are you? No. Nope. Amen. Praise God. I'm not ashamed of the power of God. Anybody else, if you need healing in your body, come right on. Come right on. Now, those of you who didn't come, stretch your hands towards these. Stretch your hands towards these. We haven't done this in a, in, a, in a while, but the Spirit of God wants it done today. So if you need healing in your body, you just come right on now. You just come right on. Amen. Praise God. Now, while we begin to pray for these, if you need to come, if you didn't uh, come and you need to, while well, you come right on ahead. Now, I can't heal anybody. I can't heal anybody. But I've seen hundreds of people healed by the power of God, and, and, and it's a power of God that does it. Say the power of God is what heals the people. You understand? I can't heal anybody. You need to understand that. All right? Praise God. Amen. Amen. We'll just start right down here. Amen. Stretch your hands toward these. Now, dear sister, you don't even have to tell me what's, what, 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 what you have to tell me. It's not important that I even know. But God knows. Amen. So when I lay my hands upon you, receive the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the head of the church, I release the power of God to you right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. You believe you receive it? Yes. And it's done. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to lay my hands on you. You don't even have to tell me what's wrong with you. God knows. And the power of God will go in to your body and bring soundness and wholeness to you as only the power of God can. So I lay my hands on you. I'm going to release that power. Believe you receive it. And, and, and it'll go into your body and bring about soundness and wholeness. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth right now, I release the healing power of God. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe you received that? Then I believe it's done. Amen. Praise God. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the head of the church, I release the healing power of God. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The head of the church. I release the healing power of God. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. You believe you received that? Yes. I believe it's done. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The head of the church. I release the healing power of God. In the name of Jesus. Be healed. You believe you received that? Yes. And I believe it's done. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's raise our hands to the Lord and thank Him. Praise God. Did we miss someone? Praise God. We'll raise your hands to Him and thank Him and bless Him. Well, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the head of the church, I release the healing power of God into your body to bring soundness and wholeness and mending, 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 and healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus. Do you believe you receive it? Yes. And I believe it's done. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Say, all these people are healed. Praise God. Amen. Now, let me just, right before we dismiss, let me teach you something about the healing power of God. 
Sometimes it's tangible. Sometimes you can feel it. Most of the time you can't. And over all these years of ministering the healing power of God to people, I would say that, that, that most of the time where we've got people healed, I didn't feel anything. They didn't feel anything. But you see, we, we don't have to feel anything because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight or not by feeling. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of, of things not perceived with the physical senses. And yes, we've, we've felt the power of God at times. I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like electricity is what it feels like. But, but, uh, and we've laid our hands on people. We've felt that at times. But most of the time, we haven't. Most of the time, we've just laid hands on people and, uh, and we did what the Bible said. We believed God. The power of God went into them and, uh, and, and it healed them. Amen? Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. How many of you know God's still in the healing business? Amen. So be a they. Go out and tell folks that, hey, there's a healing power there at the church. And, uh, and we'll be glad to pray for people. Can you say amen? amen. Well, say, thank God, thank God for the healing power of God. And also for the power of people. And I'll be a people. I'll be a they that goes out and tells others the good news. In Jesus' name. Well, I greet three or four people. Glad you came today. We'll see you next time. Don't forget Wednesday night. You're dismissed. Tombstone